Welcome to the Draw.Biz Podcast, your weekly dose of fantasy footy content. G'day everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Draft Doctors. We're wrapping up, it's finals time, the pointy end of your season. If you're still listening, you're probably still in it. Thank God you are. Uh, to all those losers out there who are still listening, we, we thank you for your support. We thank you for your support. And uh, of course, I'm joined by a couple of lovely gentlemen, one of them who's been posting photos of all sorts of salads scaring <laughs> the bejesus out of people left, right, and center. Statesman, how are you doing? I'm very well. It's great to be back to the podcast where everyone says it's so bad, it's almost good. Yeah, it's hmm. mixed messages there. Mixed messages. Yeah, that's the way I sort of took it. Yeah, it's like your uh, your breakfast just fully laden with spinach leaves and a big big old kransky in there by the looks of things yeah a bit of bacon uh nice cheese kransky and um plenty of uh avo and tomato and a few other things it was beautiful absolutely beautiful it was the guilty pleasure each sunday healthy fat state it's a, it's a key yeah exactly right <laughs> and a man who's just fat not healthy cam what? <laughs> what? Oh my god! Oh, hey, Cam, can I ask? Did you pop down to Sydney on the weekend? Might have seen a photo of you and a horse. What? I am not in a COVID rally hmm. any more than you are eating. You know, good salads on a Sunday. That salad looked like it looked like one of the worst food pictures on the internet. Oh, you're kidding! Me. Was... Are you are you talking about my apple chili one? Oh no, the the Kransky. Oh, okay. You just listed so... a whole bunch of different ingredients that do not go together. You're kidding me! <laughs> salad goes with everything, mate. So you can't just throw stuff together and call it a salad. Oh, it's cheating! Cheating! Oh, jeez! I've hit healthy fresh food. On one. Go punch another I... horse, mate. What? So I'm a fat horse puncher. <laughs> Jeez. You've started well. I'm glad I'm glad they've caught those guys though, because they are Did awful. they catch them, did they? That's good. That yeah. is good. Yeah. In fairness, many fantasy coaches have wanted to punch horse for years. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. But uh injuries were the flavour of the, the season again in uh round nineteen with superstars Scott Pendlebury, Nat Fife, and others. Dropping like flies. Uh, Zilliams. Don't really need to Zilliams that. Um, but it's just, it's just going to continue, isn't it? It's just going to continue. You're going to get punched in the guts, unfortunately. Um, but one of the talking points of the week, it was brought up by our man, Matty Faz, who's been doing a ripping job writing uh, yeah. the Stream Team article for us each and every week uh, for the last month or so. And he brought up an interesting point and it's that key defenders aren't, or sorry, not key defenders, but defenders aren't scoring particularly well against Collingwood of late. Uh, something we've been pretty high on since uh, day dot at the draft doctors. Defenders have usually racked up against Collingwood. And I sort of wanted to touch on this and why defenders have always been so great against Collingwood is Collingwood have usually been a, a really good team uh especially the last few years, winning the ball through the midfield and getting it into their forward lines. 
particularly horrible at converting those opportunities into goals. But now Collingwood obviously going the rebuild route um, because of whatever happened. It's not up to me to talk about, but they're not as strong through the midfield, especially now they've lost Pendles on top of that. They're dead last in the league for inside 50s. Um, and, and as a result, defenders probably, it's probably gone on through the season. They're just not getting the ball in there. Uh, they only had 39 inside 50s on the weekend. They are making it count. So instead of being like the worst team for efficiency from a goals converted from inside 50 standpoint, they're sort of about seventh, uh, eighth now. I uh, sort of looked at the numbers and, and the teams you want to be using are uh, Fremantle, St Kilda, Melbourne. These are the teams who are getting it in there that aren't particularly efficient uh, going forward. But, but is this going to be a trend that carries on to next year uh, if, if Collingwood are going to struggle getting the ball inside 50? Yeah, it, look, it's an interesting question. Um, but it's all going to be about the new coach and what the tactics are going to be. So it's going to be really interesting who they select. Um and I think, obviously, Caro's really strong on, on the other Scott um, getting the gig. So I think if we're looking at game plan now, he was reasonably successful in the home and away sort of part of things with North Melbourne. So it'll be interesting to look back at the data of what North Melbourne uh, used to be like defensively um, to find out and get a bit of a theory on, on what's expected. So... I mean, I wonder if part of this has been since the change of coach. Um, I've got no doubt when they had a forward line with Cox involved, where he would predominantly bring the ball to ground um, more than take marks, was part of the the rationale of um, them being able to be scored against pretty highly. So there was a lot of ball at deck, which means there's a lot of cleaning up. So... Um, it's going to be interesting what happens at, at the end of the day. Um, even the same coaches change their game style. So it's one thing you've always got to be switched on to to, to understand what's happening. Yeah, I just, you know, when you talk about new coaches, I don't think it's any surprise. Fremantle with Justin Longmuir going over after being under Buckley at one of those teams that uh, mm, potentially true. struggle, but obviously it is what it is. Uh, West Coast. Poor at getting it in there, but convert at the best in the league. So uh, not a great team to stream against. What do, you, what do you got there, Cam? What was your talking point of the week? My talking point was more about just role changes from some of the, you know, it's probably partly caused by the injuries, partly caused by coaches trying new things before next year that are completely out of contention. But I think we're seeing a fair few come through. And, and I just listed some from this week um, that I've noticed anyway. Daniel Rioli playing off the halfback last couple of weeks has been doing it, but he's actually growing into the role now and he's started to look a bit more composed and, and add that extra zip. Looked all right. I think he scored, you know, mid 70s, which you know, probably doesn't do much for you this year, but could be something to look forward to next year. Mm. Brent Daniels, he was in the first three CBAs for the GWS Giants. Uh, of the game that's going on right now. I haven't had a chance to watch any more of that, but, you know, considering they've got, you know, Hopper, Taranto, Kelly, all still in the team, having diminutive forward Brent Daniels starting your CBAs is interesting uh, to me and, and probably spells some change for some of those other big fellas as well. Um, 
Schoenberg seen a massive increase in CDAs over the last couple of weeks, and he's scoring really, really well as a result. Again, probably something for next year. Matt Parker playing in the midfield. Lockie Branfield playing off half-back instead of half-forward. Josh Shackey playing as an intercept defender for the Dogs and actually scored pretty well. Um, you know, Luke Dunstan playing half-forward. Jacob Wiedering playing full-forward. Lockie Ash playing as a tagger this week. I, I, it's just... There's a lot going on with a lot of a lot of these, I don't know, fringy players. But I think a lot of it could, you know, impact some of your more significant players, like Luke Dunstan, for example, playing half forward. He's been scoring a hundred pretty much every game since he's been back. Got a sixty because he was playing pretty much stuck forward most of the game. It's 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 just the talking point is, I guess, there is so much change coming into fantasy finals this year. And I feel like there's more than usual. It's it's less stable. Yeah, it's an interesting point. We had a tweet uh, at us today from, uh, uh, I forget who it was, one of our good friends been with us for a while, um, about playing a straight bat in finals. Um, you know, often playing for the for the high floor rather than the high ceiling. So maybe... So, Surly the Hanson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, Interesting points there. Interesting point. That's certainly something to be aware of. I mean, you know, if Keith goes down, uh, maybe Shaki is an option because, especially yeah. in your super coach leagues, because he's got exactly. the forward status. Um, Rioli, I think he was played in, like, we're in the prelims in my home league. He was played in, in a matchup as a forward, so. Yep, and he'll be on most of your waivers as well. I think he's sitting around 40 or 50% at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing like a failed uh, forward to uh, rack it up in defence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sato, what do you got? Well, I need to be honest. Um, I've been working all weekend. Uh, got basically square eyes from staring at the screen, but um, only seen about 30 minutes of the footy for the whole weekend. Uh, one thing that I think we're all aware of, and you actually raised it a little bit earlier, Steve, is there's been so much carnage this year, just injuries galore. What this does mean is there's bargains galore as well um, for keeper leagues. So you'll see great picks available on the waiver wire just because they're injured injured for teams that are contesting finals. So they're trying to actually sort out their final lineup. So keep an eye on your waiver wire. And for those leagues that still have trades uh, open, it's a real opportunity to trade for an injured player and get a bargain that will help you rebuild. So just because your season has gone this year in the Keeper League doesn't mean it's over. Start planning now. Hey, Stato, just a a quick question on that and and a bit of education. If you had someone like a Dustin Martin Mm. and you were were contending, does, does he have much... Much value? Of course he does. To other people, yeah. For those that are rebuilding, especially with our forward lines are so shit. Now, uh, all of us here, I mean, uh, I think you own him, Cam, is that correct? Uh, Surprise, surprise, we're asking asking question about your team. But but Steve (laughs) did own him for a long time. So he drafted him right from the start in the Draft Doctors Keeper League. Um, but he saw him as tradable, and I reckon 18 months ago, I could be wrong, Steve, but I, I think he decided to rebuild, um, and you, you sold Dusty then. Um, but he's still got great value, so he's still potentially a, a top 10 forward next year. So that's where the potential is. So he's still got weight. 
But Cam, training season's over for our mm. league. So stop thinking really? about your own. But it's a really good question for the listeners because they're the type. So even yeah. even even Sidey does have value. Well, that's the reason why I raise it, right? It's not just Dusty at the moment. And trading season probably isn't over in every league. Yep. So you've got people like Nat Fife. He'll have a shoulder reco, probably come back next year, still be really good. You'll have Dusty. You'll have, as you're saying, Sidey, who's still playing now, but he's... And actually, we might talk about... Yeah, I meant Pendles, sorry. I meant Pendles. Pen- Pendles, yeah, exactly, Even though he's yeah. old, he's still got value. So someone yeah. looks at, and their squad is the biggest weakness... And even though they might have some kids in that space, um, need those kids to develop a bit more. He's a really solid rock that you can just have floating in your midfield for the next 12 months. Yeah, good one. Mm. And also with that, um, just pay attention. When the, when those players are injured, it, it creates opportunity. Um, we were sort of having it pointed out in, in one of my chats um, by a player in our home league that no coincidence, Callum Mills out. Uh, a couple of Swans have put out their best scores in a, in a while. Um, JPK and um, and Hewitt been pretty pretty good. Yep. So always always a vacuum situation there. But onto the waivers, and obviously at this point of the year we're playing finals, so we're not picking up players with the long term view. Uh, obviously the keeper coaches can be, but we're playing for finals and premierships here. Often uh, looking for more of a match up based decision. Stato, why don't you kick us off? Who are some of your hot pickups for this week? The first one's Riley Bonner, who's 44% owned. Uh, was highly rated as a, as a youngster, but never really cemented a spot in the, the top 22. He's been back in the team for the last two weeks and given us an 87 and a 70. And actually, his 87 um, was playing a bit more of that wing role, understanding Dersma is back, so I expect Dersma to field that, but he still looks comfortably in that 22 at the moment, so that's a damn good sign. Um, and the next one uh, is Jake Waterman, 22% owned, back in the team this week and pumps out a 94. Uh, had two early season scores in the 30s, but since then, has averaged 72 over his past nine games. So as a forward, uh, it's not to be sneezed at an 80 and a 94 in his last two. Uh, Lockie Bramble still holds this list. He went from 37% owned last week to 42% owned this week and keeps looking the goods with an 81 this week. So that's a 73 um, a ninety, a ninety-nine, and a eighty-one over the past three weeks. Only midfield eligible in um, ultimate footy, but also has the forward status uh, in AFL fantasy. Um, stream option this one only, but Nick Larkey only thirteen percent owned, so he's basically available for everyone. A hundred and twenty-three this week. Uh, also has a 98 in his last five. As I say, it's matchup dependable, uh, of course, but Nick Larkey is really growing at the moment, 23 years of age, takes a bit for key forwards, but starting to look the goods. And last but not least, and I blushed a little bit, was a little bit embarrassed when I was writing this name down, but it's true at the moment, Jack Silvani. 
24% owned. Scores have increased since he's added the ruck to his duties. Who would have thought of that? He's actually averaging 80 over his last four games. So as a forward, that's pretty neat. Hmm. Just a word of warning on Nick Larkey playing Geelong. So, uh, yeah, it's a stream be, option. Just yeah. be careful. Uh, and these, just for listeners out there, our options are taken off Ultimate Footy and they are all 70% owned or less. Uh, so if Unless you're, you're Jono. He always used to raise the bar an extra 10% when it suited him. At least. At yeah. least. What a fraud. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, if you're in a shallower league, uh, certainly there should be better options there. Um, could be better options there. There's some great options there. Cam, what do you got? Yeah, you're on mute, Cam. Cam, you're on mute. Take it off mute. To be honest, it was probably better for everyone that way. Yeah, it um, was actually. We, we agree. So not to be too contrarian to Steve's comment about we're not looking for long term at the moment, but... Um, there's a gentleman coming back for the Bombers that, well, the Bombers came out this week and said that this gentleman is about the same timeline as Dylan Scheel, and Dylan Scheel actually played this week. So Jai Caldwell is who I'm talking about. is 62% owned. He dropped a ton in his first game. I think he could be pretty handy as a forward. It's risky, but if it's someone that if you've got the opportunity to loop uh, in your league, I think it could be someone that could you know, bring home an 80 or 85 in a final, which would be pretty handy. Uh, Matt Parker played in the guts this week for Richmond and last week, but uh, he's only 40% only. He dropped an 80 this week uh, in a belting to Geelong. Uh, Speaking of beltings to Geelong, Jack Ross, 12% owned. Uh, He dropped a 99 this week without Dusty. Looked actually pretty good. Uh, And he has for a while, but he's just never really managed to get the get the minutes, and, yeah, he started to look okay. As we mentioned before, Josh Shackey, if Alex Keith is gone for a couple, could really be worth a look uh, in defence. He scored an 85 uh, this week, and he's just 3% owned. Yeah, I don't know if I'd have the sack to play Joy Caldwell. <laughs> you, you, couldn't, you couldn't start him, but, I mean, does it hurt to have him on the bench? Probably, yes. probably not. Yes, it does. <laughs> well, yeah, it takes know, up maybe. someone else's position, mate, so, yes, it does hurt. I guess it depends how deep your league is. I never, like for, from, oh, yeah. I never want to play those blokes. You know the funny thing is sometimes I'd rather play those blokes first up than second up. Because, you know, they yeah. kind of have the adrenaline and blah, yeah. blah, blah. Then the second up, they they yeah. flop. So uh, I had most mm-hmm. of those guys. I did have uh, Sam Petreski-Seaton, 52% ownership. Zach Williams out. Um, mm-hmm. Does have the Saints matchup, which is pretty good for defenders, like I sort of spoke about. Did um, he go back? Did he go back well, when he's in, Williams he's in went the out? Field and back, and you know, so there's opportunities there. Um, yeah. Yep. And also, forgotten favourite son Blake Akers, midfield oh, no. only, but comes in at 57 percent ownership and a good game in the two stats wise. But everyone at Frio is out. Everyone. Yeah, true. They're true. all dead. Yeah. This is like Fiorini season. Yeah. Except for, yeah. <laughs> there's there's no one left. So, uh, Godspeed, Blake Acres. <laughs> Stonkwatch. Stonkwatch. Whose stonks are up? Cam. Caleb Sarong. 
by all the stonks. You, you might be on Blake Akers. I'm on Team Sarong. Yeah, he was actually uh, mine, so... <laughs> oh, really? That's fine. You can talk about it. Yeah, no, I, I think we got the same talking points. Uh, last year when Fife was out, he was exceptional. It was some of his best uh, scoring games, and so I'd kind of expect the starting three from now on till the rest of the year to be Chera, uh, Sarong, and Brayshaw, and it's going to be you know good times for all three, uh, to be honest. Uh, and I, just a, another sneaky buy is Steel Sidebottom. As soon as Pendles... Oh, mate, one, like the roof. one. Oh, sorry. Well, maybe My stonk should... is bloody oh. Steel Sidebottom. Well, oh, well, there's the, that Cam's done the, Cam's yeah, done the buy stonks. Yeah, burnt us both. Yeah, I, I, I bought low and maybe I'll sell you my high one. No, how about someone else do a sell? So the summary, that... of, the summary of your weekend is you burn Steve and me and punch a horse. Jesus. Cam, is Christ's blood your vaccine? (laughs) (laughs) Is that what that poster actually said? Yeah, the blood of Christ is my vaccine. (laughs) Jesus. That was a very good post, Steve. Mm, But so many of them are. Oh, well, yeah, what's your. What's your sell high state? I just so we can't fuck us all over here. Yeah, so Cam can't ruin. My sell high is Zach Jones. So he's mm. pumped out some really good scores this year, 150-odd. Uh, he gave us uh, a ton this week, so he's back in form. But I can guarantee you Zach Jones is so close for another injury. It's going to happen. <laughs> so once his value is anything at all you sell him. So I, I have him in a, a dynasty league, and even though he, and we keep 30, and even though he probably ranks as my eighth midfielder, I unless I can trade him, he's just getting delisted. I'm keeping the young kids. He is just, he is just incapable of staying on the park. Hmm. And he's kind of a jag. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. yeah. How, how's my rebuild, Stato? Taron Thomas. Oh, how good is that? Can I say that you and I are head-to-head and she's a tight one um, right now. See, this is in the keeper. But mind you, don't panic, listeners. Uh, although I'm <laughs> under pressure, uh, it's okay. I'm three games ahead on the ladder uh, with only two weeks to go this week and next week. So it's fine. I'm going to finish top. Uh, so favourite for another flag. Um, so uh, that'll be three out of five years. That'd be incredible, incredible. It's uh, it's remarkable. Uncre- um, it is incredible. Uncredible. Yeah, incredible, yeah. incredible, incredible, uh, possibly. So right now the the battle weight. Now I've got Darcy Parish and Zach Merritt, and you've got two players in Tom Green and Jake Stringer. So at the moment, the first half. So we're at halftime of the GWS and Essendon game. At the moment, I haven't been able to gain um, too much space. It's only nine points so far. And I'm sitting, here we go, it is 25 points behind you with a half to go. So uh, Mm. a bit of pride on the line um, for the Portland old boys. No, the rebound's ticking along all right. The The rebound's ticking along. Yeah, you got a bit of a chera pump. Uh, you got Marcus Bontepelli, who I used to own, but uh, Taran with a 115. How good's he been? And to think in classic, I had the option of him or someone 
$1,000 cheaper. I went the $1,000 cheaper, which is a massive saving in going Matt Kennedy. So there's only about a 72-point difference there between the two. Mm. And mm. let's not forget that you missed out on Darcy Parrish. No, I can't remember that. <laughs> Who have you got, Steve? Who's your uh, your sell high? Uh, George Hewitt. George Hewitt. Sell George Hewitt. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Is that high? Well... I mean, no, he's, Matt, he's got a he's, he's got, got a, a bit, bit of, of um, he's got a, low a end, bit of hype about him, especially after last week. Mm. But Callum Mills coming back, he's back to a role player next week, and and even long term, like those those Sydney kids are, um, they're going to go past him pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I will say, Steve, I, I do remember. I think in our first draft kit that Cam made a statement that George Hewitt was. Uh, um, was potentially going to be the number one scorer of the competition. Well, that's not what I said. Let's, let's not go that far. Uh, but I, yeah, I said he was going to be a breakout, maybe. Yeah, Some, I think something. number one scorer in the competition, number one midfielder in the competition was the quote. That is about as real as me punching a horse. Uh, I have. <laughs> uh, for so it happened. Why. It happened. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. We've got video evidence. <laughs> Someone, Jeez, if, if one like, of our listeners can Photoshop that for us, that that'd be yeah, that'd be, be swell. Brilliant. This is not, not no, sorry, sorry, not that we want to celebrate violence against police or animals at all because it's at not all. good. But it's happened. Let's but have fun with it. But we want to take the piss out of Cam for doing such an act. What? Oh my god! So high. Pro COVID. Bailey Smith. Bailey Smith. So high. Are you saying in a keeper or just in a redraft? Redraft. Well, there's no trading at this point in redrafts. Yeah. You're just so saying the stonks are down. Well, it depends It depends how many weeks you play finals. So in one league, I've still got another week of trades left and I would what? look to offload him. What kind of fraudulent lead is, league is this? Well, what what would you final, want? Final what would six? you want for Bailey Smith? What what would you expect to get for a Bailey Smith camp? My my biggest concern is that he goes back to those weeks of sixties and seventies. Oh yeah, as but what would you want back. to get if you're going to sell him? What would you want to get back? Maybe mid nineties, midfielder mid. Yep. So a non you're hoping for a non sexy mid because he's got a bit of sexy to his name. Yep. Yeah, it's fair. Steve's true. not a fan. Steve's not a fan. Mm. He I likes a bit of Bailey. I don't know. That's I don't know. That's interesting. Trying to go with a massive ceiling for a for Zach Jones. Just, it, just well, for our like listeners, it, 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 what it I might do, I'm, yeah. I, I might just just to share with you guys. So I'll go down the the sort of ninety midfielders and. Um, I'll do it alternatively. Um, if you guys uh, were the owner of this player, would you accept Bailey Smith for him? Uh, so Luke Parker, Steve. Uh, I, I would not. Um, Taylor Adams, Cam. No. Uh, Braden Fiorini. Probably not. Steve. So you want in a, Fiorini in a, redra- in a redraft? Yeah, in a redraft. I'll take Fiorini. Um, Andrew Gaff, Cam. 
It's tight. So you've got to say which player. I don't want you thinking of other things. I would take... <laughs> I'd take Gaff. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yep, take Gaff. Uh, Steve Boak. I mean, that's... Yeah, I'd probably rather Boak. Really? Uh, Seedsman. Cam. Bailey Smith. Whoa, so there's the point. The Seedsman. Uh, what about <coughs> Jai Simpkin, Steve? Oh, I'm not a massive Simpkin guy. I'm not, I'd take Smith. 109 in his last fight. Yeah. yeah, I know he's been good. Been. Yeah, I know he's yeah. been good. I know he's Bailey been. Smith or Jai Simpkin? Yeah, I'd take Smith. Well, there you go. So our line is... Um, our line was uh, Gaff and Simpkin. There you go. I don't know why I hate. I'm not a Jai Simpkin truther. I was when he was a forward, and he was, and he was uh, under the radar. But now he's like a ball magnet midfielder, and I just I can't get around it. I haven't made that leap in my mind. You yeah, just uh, you know, once they we... go mainstream, you just can't you can't like him anymore, can you? Steve? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cam, Cam went hot on him when he was doing the yo-yo bit, so ton 60, ton 60 sort of stuff. Mm. Um, ironically, I wish I listened to him, but there's been a, a long history of why I shouldn't be listening to him. <laughs> <coughs> no, no, it was a good call-out, Cam. Um, and did you actually do it yourself in off-brand? Yep. Yep. Yeah, good yeah, move. I got him good the move. week that he went good in class. How are you? You already said good teams. <laughs> I, I honestly, I've just been having fun, but my fun has been burning the crap out of me. So Doss went fun and brought in Godarini, um, and I've just picking my boys, which is Neil Mills. Uh, Matt Kennedy, and every time I bring him in, it just turns to shit like laid outs and. Um, um, Neil's just giving me two eighties. I bring in Kennedy this week; he gives me a forty. So um, my having fun hasn't been so much fun. Mm. I'm sitting so no, not, not, just... not a good rank. No, no, it's it's damn <laughs> ugly. It's not DOS territory, so there's still a bit of respectability. But yeah, it's what's um, DOS at? Uh, I I think he's had a pretty good round, even copping a donut. But I think he's uh, inside the top 10,000, Dossie boy, for the first time in quite a long time. Cam, Cam, brag about your team. It's not bragging because uh, it's actually gone backwards this week, but I'm mid-500s rank. Well done, mate. 500,000, that's good. Well done. (laughs) What was funny is I have, in Supercoach, I'm not too bad, but uh, I have Dusty. And I just kept putting off trading him. And I was going to trade him to... I got to the point where I'm like, oh, fuck, I'll just trade him to Bolton. And um, and I just forgot. And now I'm like, well... Nice. I, I saved the trade. Yeah. <laughs> but I've got a donut. But Straight to Dunkley. And I'm like, well, next week you're Rowan Marshall. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it sort of worked out in the end. Still got three trades. Well done, buddy. But um, top 10 Gold Coast Suns fan. Not a big deal. Not a big deal at all. It's fine. <laughs> and on that, <laughs> on that sad note, is there anything else we want to talk about? 
No, just um, stay safe to all those, especially anyone in New South Wales. Jeez, they're having a rough trot, but hopefully better news in Vic and SA over the next few days. And not too much danger in Queensland. I hear there's a little bit of a concern, Cam, so look after yourself. Yeah, thank you. Someone from uh, Victoria drove north or something, but I, I think we're, I think we'll be okay. Have you had your shots yet, Stato? Uh, yes, started that process, mate. Big fan. Um, you should know that. I'm um, willing to promote uh, any major <laughs> um, um, pharma company. Um, so if they uh, if they want us to uh, if they want us to do a bit of promotion, we're uh, quite happy to do so. Just get in contact with us at the draft office. Honestly, Pfizer's other product might be. Might be right in your wheel bag there. Hey, so. hey. I, as I said last week, if you look like this at 73, you'll be a very happy camper. <laughs> I booked in. It's tough sh- Tough getting the shots in the uh, country. I, uh, yeah, in, like, I, I dare say it would be it's... in the, the two major um, states that have been affected by it. No doubts about that. Oh. Yeah. You can you can book in, Steve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm on a waiting list. Yeah, but okay. it's like you know how they go. Oh, there's like hundred thousand going to Victoria. Well, it's like 30, 30 doses make it make its way to to Portland. Portland. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I have okay. to book in at Warrnambool. That's oh, like Lord. twice the population, isn't it? Hey, thirty doses. I was going to say something there, but it would have been the worst joke because I would have regretted it afterwards. But it was really funny, funny <laughs> internally to me. So I, I won't say it. But I'll just let the listeners know I had a really good giggle. And if I'm going to say um, anything to end, <laughs> oh, it would have been really bad towards Warnable. Um, and it would have sound like I'm Cam, like Cam's affected me. Um, so I've only got two messages um, to the people is don't punch horses and get vaxxed. Probably cut down on your waffles this week as well. <laughs> yeah. My- <laughs> It was just you'd rather get something than go to Warnable, but anyway, um, make the trip, mate. It's important. War- Warnable's lovely. Yeah, it is nice. It isn't generally a nice place. Well, it's not. A, it's fucking cold and windy today. Although we saw the whale in the bay. There was a couple of whales in the bay. So brilliant. It's always nice, nice looking at the whales. All right, let's wrap it up. Nature Watch, Stevie Fears, Nature Watch. There you go. See you next week. Thanks for listening to the Draft Doctors Podcast. For more tips and in-depth analysis, head over to thedraftdoctors.com.au.